Welcome to Investing Across Borders with Lauren Cohen. Every week, she will share valuable information that you need to know in order to successfully invest in real estate and other business endeavors in North America. We believe in helping clients invest, live, work, and play across borders. And now, your host, Lauren Cohen. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Investing Across Borders. I'm your host, Lauren Cohen, and I am here today with my guest, Ken Van Lu. I met Ken maybe about six months ago on a Real Raw show, where Ken was one of the contestants talking about one of his many business endeavors. And I was one of the, I guess, sharks, one of the judges. And I loved what he had to say. I loved what he had to say about his business. I loved what he had to say about mindset. He's a Tony Robbins guy, and he is very, he's just an amazing entrepreneur. He is so proud of his kids. When I asked him this morning, how are things going? All he talked about was his kids and all of the great things they're doing. Ken, welcome to our show. Thank you so much. It's it's an honor to be here today. And when I met you, I felt the same way. I was mentioning to you this morning that I had taken an international class years ago and just kind of felt like, what's the next step? And when yeah. I, you, I was like, wow. This is a whole, you know, education with Lauren on, on what you're doing and just amazing. Thank so you. I was equally you know, impressed and it's an honor to be here today. Thank, thank you. you. It's an exciting time to be in international real estate. People think that COVID has, and it has, had a huge negative impact on real estate, but it's also had a positive impact because it's opened so many doors. I mean, you're creating this amazing program, a 10-year program for entrepreneurs that are investing in real estate. They can't go wrong with something like what you're offering. It's an amazing, I mean, having you as a coach is a treat in and of itself. But on top of that, you just have so much experience to share and you're such a go-giver as Bill Bur- Bob Berg would say, and you love giving and you give with your heart and you truly mean what you say. It's not like it's just like, oh, let's see how many dollars I can count. You've done extraordinarily well for yourself and mainly in the New York and New Jersey markets. And you've just made an impact on so many. Give us a little bit of background, if you would, on, on who you are and what brought you to where you are today. Well, thank you so much. You know, first and foremost, you know, I always tell everyone, you know, I'm a, I'm a husband. I've been married for coming up 33 years and, and a father to three wonderful children. And, you know, my including my, twins, you had twins. Yeah. We, twin you know, girls, right? A twin boy and girl. Yeah. Oh, we had okay. the jackpot and then, and then the third girl, Okay, which is, you know, had been blessed. And, uh, you know, I just, I've been gifted, you know, I started out a little slow. I created the, uh, the six year plan in college, but I was, I, I put my gridiron experience as a football player. And six years later, I became a civil engineer and, you know, feeling that I was a little behind because of the six year program. I just kept taking classes at night and got one master's in civil and another master's in real estate development. And during all this time, I learned how to build skyscrapers in New York city. So it was pretty fascinating. So you know, my career gave me a tremendous opportunity. I was fortunate to build a billion-dollar project in Brooklyn, New York. It was for the Metro Tech Center, the financial center of the world. You know, they were here talking about money and investing. It, it operated every New York and American stock exchange transaction. It was the E91 headquarters. I had the chance to build for Rudolph Giuliani and do things on time and on schedule. It's just fascinating. Wow. But what really it came down to, you know, when I started to create the modern wealth building formula was my purpose. And that was to bring everybody to their greatness, you know, and 
you know, in life, you know, people are challenged just with things. You know, we recently were having all kinds of challenges. Now, Everybody. But, you know, the modern wealth building formula really what I believe truly in my heart, you know, it's not only about real estate, it applies to any business, it applies to any life and, and the the intention and the outcome that I shoot for is to bring people to their greatness. And in that, give them the ability to feel confident, be able to pay it forward and, you know, totally live with more power and freedom, self-expression and peace of mind. Because at the end of the day, you know, we're all just seeking to be happy. You know, so that's what it comes down to. You know? And you found that secret sauce for sure. I mean, I think that I, I've certainly seen that. We've spoken probably about 10 times and every time it's like the positive energy exudes from you. And it's just a great, you know, that when I, when I went on Real Raw, I didn't even know what I was doing. Somebody invited me and I'm like, okay, I'll do it, whatever, you know, and you, I'm, I'm always about meeting people and, uh, I'm actually going to be on it again this week, which is funny because I haven't even talked to them since we were on it together. So you built these high rises, which obviously that's changed a little bit. Tell us about how your business kind of has morphed and changed over the years. Yeah, you know, I've I've had an interesting career. You know, it's it's traveled. I started, you know, in engineering where I learned how to develop, you know, project sites and do large subdivisions and I was like, wow, if I can, you know, now I know how to design it, maybe I can learn how to build it. Mm -hmm. I have probably 25 years experience of, you know, managing construction, starting as a certain, you know, working yourself out and, you know, and then, you know, the experience on the, on the theoretical side. And, um, you know, I just went off on a tangent. What was the specific? I asked you, how has your business morphed over the years from the skyscrapers to the scope of what you're doing today? So with all that experience, how it's morphed and how it's evolved, and sorry, to, I just want to get clear on the question so I can deliver the answer properly. How it's morphed is, you know, it started out where I started as an engineer and, you know, I, that was the first thing I learned. So, you know, I, I had a PE license and I did design work. And as I learned how to do constructions, you know, it evolved into, well, I'm going to become a general contractor and learn how to build. And then when I wanted to develop, you know, I learned how to develop. And, you know, I, I basically, when I started in business, you know, I, I wasn't a, a big developer. I had done my first development and I didn't want to come across as kind of competing with other developers. So I really came in as I want to help you. And I was a you know big time advisory on major, major projects in New York City. And as it grew and I started building, you know, skyscrapers at a time, you know, concrete company, <laughs> 100 people pouring, you know, buildings, you know, I was like, wow, you know, I really want to go back to the development side again. So it evolved back and forth. And you know, now it's kind of, it's landed that we're just an investment firm and a development firm. And we, we, we are building the modern wealth building coaching side, but we're not doing as much third-party consulting because we have a lot of our own projects. So how my, you know, companies evolved, just say in the last two years with everything that's gone on, we went from doing a lot of stuff in New York to where New York, as the numbers rise, you know, the deals and the numbers don't work any longer. So we've moved into, I call it a little bit more flat development, doing large things in New Jersey. We're developing a major multi-use with the restoration of a hundred year old restaurant. We have a CVS that we're about ready to sign an extraordinary lease where, where we get to build back for them. We're also big into the affordable housing. We have a large affordable housing project. We have market rate. We also been doing some self storage. So my business has shifted more into like Jersey rural developments instead of the vertical stuff because yeah. the numbers just aren't, aren't working. When you're paying 
you know, six to $800 a square foot for property. It just doesn't work. And it happened before. So I was kind of familiar with the cycle, you know, back in the day, you know, I used to laugh because I went into the concrete business, which is a tough business. And, you know, you, you could understand, you know, I was pouring concrete for $52 a square foot years before that, when it was very unionized, because we learned how to crack the code in New York and do things non-union, mm-hmm. they were charging a hundred dollars a square foot. And you didn't really have a chance to negotiate. They would just tell you, if you want to get on my schedule, this is when I can arrive on your job site. So, you know, the industry, my career, my business has evolved, you know, greatly. So you mentioned several things. Now, as you know, I was doing EB-5 and still do from, you know, here and there, but I was doing EB-5 for many, many years. And almost every one of those projects that you mentioned from the multifamily, mixed use, the, um, my goodness, I, I just had a, a, a brain freeze. But you okay. were mentioning a lot of projects that could potentially qualify for EB-5 money. And obviously, you're in the space where there's a lot of EB-5 money. Did you ever touch on that or go into that? Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because uh, the Hudson Yards was a huge EB-5. Right. Was that I, your project? Well, I had a lot of friends and, and that was um, a, one of the biggest developers in the city brought in millions of dollars of EB-5. But what I wanted to I make- know. It changed the face of EB-5, actually. That project actually changed EB-5. Yeah. yeah we'll and, just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, I, you know I, was, I was like fascinated by the whole EB-5 process. There was actually a point where I was starting to kind of do what we were, we're going to do now and, and move this forward, was working with a young lady who came from China and was right. supporting people through the EB-5 program where she would bring them you know, for a day and bring them around their development yeah, and yeah. property. And, um, you know, I tried to work with her, but then, you know, better than I, things kind of, you know, tightened changed. up and, you know, changed. And, uh, and now I think you, you said there's other programs like the, the E2 program that's involved and, and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm here to learn and share. And, but, you know, I think that uh, all of this applies to the stuff that you're doing and presenting that you were, you know, talking about. I just think it's phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah, you mentioned, and this is interesting, I, I asked about a faux pas that happened when you were doing some international expansion or in, yeah. investing, and you were talking about going to China and not knowing how to address the business person there. <laughs> and that's a really common thing because EB-5 yeah. obviously was huge in China, right? If you don't do it like this, you're done. Yeah. You don't shake hands, you hand the card with both your hands over to them and give them the opportunity to look at it and take it. And I will be honest, I never went to China, but I worked with so many in the space and it was a constant discussion because you have to learn how to deal with different cultures. That's one of the main things in my Going Global ebook that I talk about is the most important thing you can do when you're going global yeah. is consider what the other culture accepts. You know, like we have so many Israelis coming into the country and sometimes they are they don't adjust the way they do business and the way people do business in different countries is different than the way we do business. So what I'd love to know is, have you and I know you have you've worked with many foreign investors. Do you have one experience you'd like to share with us or what's the most interesting experience or is there a particular way that you like to approach foreign investors just give us a little flavor for how that's impacted your business yeah you know and that's a great question because you know i'm i'm a student of all arts and what you do is an art you know and you. you know i've 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 worked with a lot of foreign investors but i i've never been able to 
work through all the technicalities and the things that you do. And I find that there's, you know, as, as we learn through the unblinded is that there's friction for me in not having the knowledge to take my ability to bring foreign investors in because I don't have someone like you to kind of eliminate the friction. Well, you didn't have somebody. I, di- I didn't have somebody. Yeah, <laughs> like that. You know, I, well, you were telling me about a past experience where right. I was like, wow, that's kind of like, you know, above my pay grade, <laughs> you know, and, and well, you know, like when I was telling you, like when I was at NYU, whatever it was 20 years ago, you know, I was thinking globally back then, you know, and, and life, I wouldn't say gets in the way because I did a few things in 20 years, but you know, I had this fascinating view on how to just open, you know, open up all opportunities to the world, you know, but, but now I have, I have the opportunity to do that, you know? So really my experience has been challenging. I, I mentioned to you when I had heard all about the, the Hutch and Yards and the EP5 program and how they funded that, I'm like, game on. I can right, get- I'm in. Because it looks so perfect on the surface. It looks so easy. EB5, be, honestly, I remember an article about me in the Palm Beach Post down here. Yeah. And I must have had a thousand, I'm not kidding, a thousand calls. I want to raise money. How do I get money for my restaurant? How do I get money for my hotel? I want to build a project. I want to build regionals. Like, you know, everybody and their brother. And that's real. And their sister, I apologize. And that's really how things were. For many years after the 2008 crash, everybody wanted to get into this space. It was the it was the space to get into if you're in real estate. You know, that, that that you articulated it for me, right? Like when I saw the article and I spoke to this young lady, she made it sound so simple. And she's like, "Yeah, we fly them in, we do a helicopter ride, we have the you know the 500 acres that." And all of a sudden, and I mentioned all of a sudden when I was like, well, well, how do you do this and this? And this? well, it's, you have to fill this and you have to get this and then they have to do this. It's amount. Not easy. And then there's this. And I was like, oh, man, I don't have the bandwidth right, right. now to do it, you know, but now I do because right. it's if, if we go, here's the outcome for these people that want to invest across borders and we set them up with the modern wealth building formula and you deal with all the structure elements. You know, my formula just eliminates more friction. You're eliminating friction to the border. I'm eliminating friction after the border. Absolutely. It's it's a beautiful thing. And the truth is that, you know, it's hard enough dealing with regulatory and legal issues within yeah. a country. But as soon as you're crossing borders, those magnify a million times. Yeah. And you have to really adjust what you do to respond to those needs. When you're dealing with a foreign national, they are moving their family potentially. So you have to think about that. It's not just an investor, it's yeah. a family. And you as a family man, that becomes super important to you. It's also important to make sure that the investment is as safe as possible. And how do you structure that? And then people are always like, well, how do I attract foreign investors? So one of the interesting things is it's exactly because of what you said, Ken, that's yeah. why I started my business because Realtors and developers and business owners are like, how do I do this? I don't know how to do it, so I'm just not going to touch it. Yeah. But if you come, like I actually created 10 steps to immigrate through real estate. I haven't even formally launched yet, but mm-hmm. it literally is a 10-step program to get immigration through real estate investing. That's what my webinar is on tomorrow. So mm-hmm. it's really just simplifying a very complex process. And if you I think you recognize the value. I know you mentioned value is more important than price. And it's not that it's so expensive, but 
If you want somebody to hold your hand through a process, you're the general contractor of your development. Nice. I'm the general contractor of these processes. Love That's that really what I am. I love, I've, tell, I've, I've, I've repeated that line about you several times because it resonated with me perfectly, you know? Thank you, thank but, you. Um, so uh, tell me about modern wealth building. What is the modern wealth building formula? Yeah, what you, what you just shared is is pretty fascinating because right off the bat, I heard, you know, three or four direct synergies where, you know, I'm, I'm training people to start a business and how they should look at their entity structure and what the tax advantages are and how do they present themselves because, you know, you hear the old cliche with real estate, location, location, location. In investing in real estate and having your own real estate company, it's presentation, presentation, presentation. I, I come across with a whole top-down learning approach where people that start a real estate business are like, oh, wow, I have this long ascension path that I have to climb, climb, climb. And I show that there's a top-down thinking where they can actually descend on the ascension path anywhere along that line. If they land at the top, they learn everything that applies downward and can pretty much do anything in real estate. But the modern wealth building formula is a form of, um, if you want to put it in legal terms, you, I guess you could say syndication. Um, it blankets any type of real estate. So whether people want to be a passive investor or active and wholesale, fix and flip, buy and hold, the modern wealth building show, formula shows how you can structure that, set up an investment platform where other people can invest in that, give- Joint you know, ventures and all of that. Ventures, people are the general partners, get all types mm -hmm. of tax advantages, the passive mm -hmm. losses, and they essentially turn the modern wealth building formula into their own real estate business. And that's really what a lot of people, I believe, should be doing because whether you work, you know, on a, on a 1099, W 2, whatever the mm -hmm. case may be, having a real estate company enabling you to have all those advantages and losses makes sense. And uh, I think that's what you're trying to promote. And, you know, that's where I think there's a direct synergy where, you know, I'm so excited to hear new stuff. You know, I think it's been a, a few weeks. We talked before the new year. Yeah, things happen quickly. But I will say that COVID. Be quick. Yeah, all the yeah. stuff we've been doing just since we last spoke. <laughs> well, this baby launched my podcast. And it's that. definitely all come together because COVID has forced all of us to rethink our business model. Yep. You know, revamp, pivot, 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 pivot. You know, I was helping people get SBA money, which is now available again. But yes. the truth is that for me, it's always been about bringing value, yes. having an impact. And how do I do that? And how? And I'm, I just got off the phone with my colleague who just opened EXP in Portugal. So I know you know I'm part of EXP, this cloud-based real estate company. I'm mm -hmm. sure you've heard about it. The stock went from $8 in March to 80-something two weeks ago. And he launched Portugal and he's about to launch Brazil. They're both under him. He is from Toronto. He was born in Brazil, grew up in Toronto, dear friend of mine. And we were talking about not just being a global realtor and a global real estate developer, but a global lawyer because everything is now global. And I yeah. think that the one big silver lining of COVID is making the world truly a smaller place. There is nothing that's outside of our reach really, right? Yes. And, and in here, one of the questions that I wanted to talk with you about is why is the U.S. is despite all of this tumult, OK, that's a Yiddish word, all of this chaos that's going on. We have uh, inauguration coming up in like nine days, eight days, 
and some like just complete craziness going on. You know, I, I'm I'm very isolated. You're probably more seeing more of it because you're more in the kind of northeast in the city. But why is this U.S. still a safe place to invest? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I I, I could say that I'm 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 saddened with what you see on the news. It, there's nobody. I mean, it's yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's disappointing. You know, I'm not one to to dwell on the negative. You know, all I can say is that if you look at the percentages, of course, if you look at the news, what what transpired at the Capitol is just you know beyond my imagination. I. Yeah. I I can't even think about it because it's not registering. Right. But all I can say is that I believe it's it's a very small percentage because truly, you know, 99% of all people in the world really, you know, and all businesses, 99% of all businesses want want better, you know, want people to, to, to be better and want the world to be a better place. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, if we watch news, you're getting that one percent of all the news and it could put you into a rabbit hole and the social media stuff that's going on, you know, drives you to create that kind of animosity. But, um, you know, let's just look past it. You know, there's so many positive things. Like you say, the global reach now is just at our fingertips. You know, it's, it's changed. We have the ability to just, you know, talk like you're in my living room right now. And um, now it's second nature. It's not like a really big deal. Like it used to be, I think, pre-COVID. Oh, we have to go on Zoom. Oh, can I meet you in person? I, I love it because it's, you know, as a single mom, it saves me huge amounts of time because I don't have to drive all these different places. It, it really is. The travel time is great. Yes. But but you also get the Zoom fatigue. Oh, my goodness me. <laughs> Zoom fatigue. The Zoom yeah. fatigue. I carry my my eye drops around like literally everywhere I go. Ken, what would be three of your top recommendations for a foreign national or foreign investor that wants to invest in the U.S.? Your projects, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, do a little research, you know, so you can gain, you know, a comfort level, you know, so when you start to ask questions, a lot of times we feel our lack of knowledge is... Um, you know, not going to enable us to take the next step. So, you know, just, you know, build confidence about the step that you're doing. You know, I mean, it's pretty, if I was going to move to another country, it's probably a little nerve wracking. So, you know, do a little research or talk to people like Lauren and just get the basics. Don't be afraid to ask any question. There's, there's no question that's, that's not important. You know, there are the, the no stupid questions when it comes to moving. Well, there's no stupid questions generally, but this is a big deal moving across borders. You know, I'm an immigrant myself. And I said that to somebody the other day. She was obviously an immigrant and I'm not obviously an immigrant. And I said, well, I'm an immigrant too. She hung up the phone on me. She thought I was lying. I'm like, you know, I did it too. I went through it all. Like, even though I may not be as obvious and my accent isn't as strong, I am from a different country. It's funny. So, but yeah, you've got to do your due diligence. And that's what you're saying. Like, no matter where you're investing in your home country, in another country, coming from another country, going into another country, yeah. due diligence is key. And you can't do it all on your own. You have to bring professionals in that know what they're doing. You know, Ken is going to help you to invest in real estate every day of the week, but is he going to help you to get a visa? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my second item, which kind of led me in. You know, it's really, and I, I, I coined this term, you know, since we're talking globally, it was like the 1992 Olympics. It was the dream team, mm. you know, and, and I always teach my clients, 
you know, you want to put a little dream team around you, right? So, you know, people like Lauren and myself, you know, if you're taking on something that, you know, I would have fear for, you know, I don't know how people move to a different country and make it. I, you know, I admire everybody that takes that on. You hear just such unbelievable stories. So, you know, you want to build a team. And the third thing, which kind of led into, you know, doing a little bit of research is due diligence related to the real estate. So there's a, there's a whole new realm of due diligence of moving into a country versus due diligence on a real estate. And that's where maybe the modern wealth building formula, you probably have your own. I have lists and lists and lists of due diligence for developments, investments, whether it's, you know, wholesale, fix and flip, but all of the real estate detail, nitty gritty in the formula, it has a process on how to find, we have effortless software where you find deals. We show you how to fund unlimited and how to facilitate those investments. So it really breaks it down in modules with over 40 lessons. And we're real excited to launch it at the end of January. And I'm excited because I'm going to be a part of that launch. So I'm very excited that we had this call before you launched. And um, Ken, (laughs) how do people reach you? Because I would love for everybody to get access to this amazing modern wealth building formula. Yeah. You know, it's it's not hard. I keep it simple. Just, you know, go to my website. It's KenVanLoo, all one word, dot com, K-E-N. B-A-N-L-I-E-W. And there's a little button there, um, sign up or discover now, and that'll bring you into uh, some free stuff. And you could schedule a call with me and, you know, we'll, we'll have a 45 minute strategy call and see how we can help you. That's awesome. Well, I am looking forward to being a part of your world going forward. I thank you for your time today. I wish you a great yes. day. Stay healthy. Yes. Stay safe. Thank you so much. Once again, this and is we'll really, talk- really good. And- thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk again super soon. Thanks for listening to Investing Across Borders with Lauren Cohen. Make sure to check the show notes for any links and for guest contact information. If you have questions for Lauren, please reach out to her at founder at ecouncilglobal.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast with a friend.